Before I get started, I would like to issue this disclaimer. I am not a mental health professional. I am an individual who is passionate about mental health and topics related to mental health. Research has been done on these topics and I am sharing my own personal experience. All conversation and information exchange are intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Any information shared should not be used as medical advice or to self-diagnose. If you believe you are experiencing an emergency, please talk to your primary physician or call 911. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Mind If We Chat. I'm your host, Sarah. As promised in the last episode, I said I was going to have three very special guests joining me, and here we are today on International Women's Day. Three badass queens have joined me tonight. <laughs> so first, we have Vicky of Poco Picoso, my beautiful cousin. Hello, Vicky. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. <laughs> and next, we have Jess of Buzzin' Barbecue. Hello, Jess. Hi, how's everyone? Good, how are you? Good, good. Good, are you uh, ready for us to follow that smoke? <laughs> we're, we're getting there, we're getting there, slowly but surely, it's coming along, yeah. And we'll definitely talk a little bit more like that. And last but not least, we have Krista of South by Southeast Podcast. Hello, Krista. Hello, hello. How are you doing? Good, good, how about you? I'm doing pretty and good. And everybody else, of course. good. <laughs> I'm happy to have you guys joining me. I was really excited and I couldn't wait for International Women's Day because I really, I've been wanting this to happen <laughs> since like September <laughs> to sit down and have you guys on and talk with you. Um, so before we get started, everybody just kind of tell me what's going on. I know you guys have some big stuff happening. Uh, whoever wants to start, go ahead. Tell me what's going on in your lives right now. Oh my God, what isn't going on? Life is busy crazy of course you guys know we'll be opening the restaurant soon so hopefully the next coming weeks everything's coming along we've been you know getting everything together here um but aside from that and just work I mean just trying to live life day by day you know yeah well congratulations I'm really excited I'm excited to go taste that tasty barbecue I know I'm excited too but I'm nervous like my nerves are up there for sure (laughs) Oh yeah, it's definitely a big step, but you can do it and you have really good support behind you because I'll be a very um, loyal customer. (laughs) I think everybody will. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who wants to go next? Vicky. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me. It's going good. Uh, We have, uh, well, I haven't said anything about it online but um i'll be selling awas my awas at buzz and barbecue so yeah we're just trying to get everything together right now and yeah i i'm a little stressed about it so i can only imagine how much jess and buzz are right now yeah but every other than that everything's going smooth good all right, that's good. To, and you're at and you're at Tochi's. Yes, tell us oh, about that. Yeah. yeah, girl, give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually going really, really good. Um, I have the I have a lot of support. I did not know that I would sell out. I 
I think the first weekend I had to go stock about three times. So, so far, so good. Everything's going really good. Um, we have something planned in April. So, yeah, you got to keep a lookout for that. Yeah, that'll be exciting. It is, right? <laughs> some Easter. So maybe, I guess you could say like an Easter extravaganza. Yeah. <laughs> happening, yeah. So, yeah, me and Inez are planning something and hopefully everything turns out good. All right, cool. I'm excited. And I know I'll for sure be at Buzz's all the time, especially <laughs> that our chata is there. I'm going to be like, whoo, I'm going to have right? to do a lot of exercising. <laughs> good, for sure. Thank you. I'm proud of you, Vicky. I'm proud of all I'm proud you. proud of us. You guys are so good. <laughs> hey, you too. You too. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Women supporting women. That's what we're here for. <laughs> All right. And Krista, what's going on on your end of the woods over there? So South by Southeast is celebrating their three-year anniversary, which is crazy because it doesn't even seem like we've been around for that long. And along the way, we've come across Buzz and Vicky and, of course, you, Sarah. So yes. it's been a great journey for everybody and hopefully we get to do more and, you know, do more of what we love. Um, for our anniversary, we will be doing a pop-up with Ines at Tochi La Diosa on the 12th. So make sure to catch us there. Yeah, I, I haven't been many places, but I definitely will show up. I definitely will yeah. be there. Congratulations. I'm excited and I can't express enough gratitude. Each episode I put out, I'm very grateful for you guys at South by Southeast for, you know, putting me on and oh, I'm going to cry. I always cry. <laughs> I'm always just... for you and for putting out all of your episodes too. It's very informa yes. like informative to everybody and, you know, in the neighborhood and wherever else it's going out to. I mean, we don't have anything like like this in our area so it's good to have like you as a resource as well so thank you Sarah oh thank you thank you and I always refer like it's it'll always be the margaritas of Vicky we gotta go for some margaritas because I feel like yes. creativity flows girl <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So like I said, this podcast, I really wanted to talk about like women and mental health um, and like just women supporting women. And, you know, March is Women's History Month. But um, I really wanted to focus on International Women's Day and really talk to some locals about mental health. You know, so let's get into it. Um, whoever wants to start, what does mental health mean to you? Um. I'll start. <laughs> um, I think it's a state of well-being. Um, it just means balancing everything that life throws at you, whether it's work, business, personal relationships, like whatever it may be. Um, always knowing just to put yourself first um, because, you, you know, you have to be in a good state of mind, not to only take care of yourself, but be able to take care of others more so like your family. Right. You know, I feel like that's, to me, that's what it is. Right. I like that. I like that. Vicki, how about you? What does mental health mean to you? It means, I think it means more or less being calm about everything, approaching every situation in your life and looking at every aspect of it without just jumping to conclusions, you know, and it's, that's what it's been to me, you know, because I'm an overthinker. I overthink about a lot of things. So I just, 
to me, when I have a calm state of mind, my mental health, I feel like I am calm. Everything is right with the world. <laughs> All right. And Krista, what does mental health mean for you? Um, I think it more or less means to me that kind of like what Vicky was saying, you like just going into my every day with like a clear mind. It's like a fresh start every day. Like you try to leave whatever you had going on the day before behind you, except of course, you know, if my husband does something horrible and then I keep it with me for like a week. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's just me, but that's just like the girl in me talking, but it's to, you know, clear your mind and start every day fresh. Right. I like that. I like that. I like what Jess said, balance. You know, I think that's good to have in your life, to have good mental health. You have to have some balance there because I think if you're trying to juggle everything and as women, we do that, right? We try to like be, you know, I could do this. I am strong. (laughs) I am, you know, and I, I totally, I'm about that, but I also am about like saying, Hey, you know, you have to burden the load too. And we're all in committed relationships or married. And we know we have to sometimes tell our partners, look, I'm going to need you to take this because I just can't take one for the team because I, but I think that's having that balance is good because you need to be able to say like, Hey, I I need a break because Mm -hmm. you don't want to get to that point where you're pushed over because that's not, it's not good for yourself and it's not good for others. Would you agree with that? No, I agree. It's not healthy at all. I've been to that point and it's, it's not healthy. You know, so you just have to, like you said, find that balance. No. And you said you've been to that point. So how do you feel like you've been able to verbalize that or like communicate that to others to find that balance for yourself? I think before um, I would pretty much keep everything in into myself. I didn't really talk about like how I felt, you know, Um, like to my parents, my sister. And now I think I communicate better. Like if I'm feeling some type of way, like I'll let them know. You know, especially with Buzz, I'll tell him how I'm feeling. You know, you need to help me with this. You need to do that. I, Because like I said, I've been to that point where I just pretty much kept myself and felt like I needed to do everything for everyone. And I really kind of just put myself on the back burner and like didn't take care of myself. So I just learned along the way that, you know, I have to put myself first. Yeah. Christy, do you think you could relate to that at all? Um, I think in a way I can, I do put, well, I try to put myself first, like how you were saying that as women, sometimes we don't, you know, we put everybody else before ourselves, but I think that my relationship with Mike, I do put like things on him that I can't handle, or if I need him to be like the front of South by Southeast, then I'll put him, if I'm not in the mood or if I feel overwhelmed, I think that there is a good, you know, way of balancing that as a couple in a business. Right. So I do Vicky. have my husband there to support me. <laughs> yeah. And that's important, right? Having that support and having that kind of like, you know, that backbone when you need it mm-hmm. to say like, hey, carry this. It's a little heavy right now. So many yeah. carry this. Exactly. <laughs> Vicki, any thoughts or perspectives you have? Well, I just feel it's harder when you're a mom to put yourself first, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a lot harder to put yourself first. And a lot of the times I feel that I get burnt out 
you know? So that's when I do look to Jerry. And for the most part, Jerry does help out a lot when I tell him, hey, you know, just yesterday, he's like, you you look tired. You're tired. Well, you told me too. <laughs> yesterday, I sounded tired. Yeah, you sounded I exhausted, was, girl. <laughs> I was exhausted, you know? And he told me today, he's like, I don't want you doing anything. Just take a nap if you have to. You have to record later. And I took advantage of that. I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay, you don't got to tell me twice. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it is hard. It's hard to put yourself first, you know. But I try and make time. Make do. (laughs) Yeah, and and I'm in agreement with all of you guys. Just being able to have that spouse to say, like, hey, you know, I need some help. My husband is really, really supportive. Gets on my last nerve sometimes. Oh, yeah. There it is. <laughs> but, I don't need feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just when I when I really need it, like, he knows. And he's like, okay, I know you're not saying it, but come on. Just, just, just you go. Go away. And I'll be like, okay. And I'll run. I'll she say, gotta okay. go to Target for something. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Can <laughs> I have the debit card and then I'll surely go to Target and I'll be back with some Starbucks too. <laughs> you know, but it it is good to have that. So I'm glad that you know we all can have that and share that in common that we have that. Um, and even if you don't necessarily have a spouse or partner, just having somebody, right? Like how a best friend, a girlfriend, like, Hey girl, I need to talk a family member, you know, like Vicky, Oh, Vicky's my second go-to like Victoria. I need you right now. (laughs) You know, just having someone to be there. I think it's really, really important. So something Vicky said that I want to touch on talking about like being a mom, it's hard to put yourself first, you know, have you all experienced like being pressured to become a mom or like people asking you if you don't have children, why don't you have kids yet? Cause I feel like as soon as I got married and I got married 12 years ago, that was the first, and you know, guys, my son is two. <laughs> I had to hear this for 10 years. When are you having kids? When are you- Oh my goodness. <laughs> so do you, does anybody else share that? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I do get asked a lot, not only by like my mom, but you know, my sister too. And a lot of my cousins, like you're 35, you don't have any kids yet. Like, what are you doing? Time is, you know, passing. And I'm just like, wait, (laughs) you know, like I'm finally in a place where, you know, if I'm ready to have kids, like I will. And I can say that, you know, I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Cause you know, I'm at that point in my life where I feel like I'm stable enough to, you know, but yeah, I get pressured a lot and I just, I mean, it's when I'm ready, I'm ready. You know, if I'm ready at 40, who knows? Maybe I will be able to have kids at 40. But right now I'm just taking it day by day. But yeah, I do get pressured. Yeah. So how do you kind of manage that pressure, Jess, when people are asking you those questions or are making you feel pressured? What do you kind of do with those feelings? Um, I mean, I, I sit there and think a lot because when they tell me like, you know, you're getting older, you're not, you're where you're, you're not having kids yet. You know, what are you doing? And then I do sit back and I'm like, damn, maybe like, are they right? And I start second guessing like my decisions with life, with having kids. Um, but I just, I mean, I don't really, I mean, who am I going to talk to besides Buzz? You know what I mean? Like, I don't really talk to my cousins like about having kids because, you know, they have kids and I don't really all my cousins. I'm just like, 
you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. So, I mean, I, I do say I do keep a lot to myself a lot of the times with that. Yeah. We'll know that there's support here for you, Jess. <laughs> We're here for you because yeah, girl. It's real. We feel it. I have three um, dogs. <laughs> and look, those are like children. We all know. I mean, Krista, you have two dogs, right? Those are yes, your children. They are. They're my kids in place of actual adult or like child children kids. <laughs> little people, little humans, yes, little, little humans. humans. <laughs> so Krista, how would you go about that? Like dealing with pressure? Like, do you deal with any kind of pressure to have children? Um, at first when me and my husband got married, there was a little bit of pressure. Like my mom was like, you know, like the same with Jess, you're getting older, you know, what are you going to give me grandbabies? And my mom is the only like child in her family who is not a grandparent. She's not a grandma. So she kind of put that pressure on me, but I'm like, I'm not ready. I wasn't planning on having children to begin with. So I don't know why you're asking me. Um, you do have two other children that can provide you perfectly good grandchildren as well. Um, but that was like in the beginning of our marriage. And now I think my family's more accepting of it. Like they're just like, well, she's going to do whatever she wants to do anyway. She's not going to listen to us. And that's kind of been how I am with my family. And like from the get go, like they know that if I have what I say or what I say I'm going to do, I'm going to actually do. And if you're going to try to tell me to, or convince me to do otherwise, then I'm not going to do it. Like it's going to make me not want to do it more. But growing up, I never really seen myself like as a parent or as a mom and, you know, parenting little ones of my own. Like I never seen that for me. And, you know, some, for some people it comes natural, but it just never really clicked to be like, oh, you know, I I look forward to having my own kids and wanting to be a mom. And like that instinct never came for me. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, or if it was me being the oldest in a family where I had to look after like a younger sibling or a younger brother or younger sister. Like I had my little parenting horse there like it would it, at least that's what it felt like because you know you're the oldest and you're watching after two younger siblings of your own um but I don't think it's as much of a pressure now as it was when I first got married now it's just like oh yeah she has two dogs and she's good with that so <laughs> we should be happy that we have dog uh grandchildren <laughs> okay yeah and i think having that awareness right like having that awareness what you want and you know for yourself or you don't want is important because i do see people who have said time like i don't want kids i don't want kids they have children and it's like I don't know why I had kids. I didn't want kids. I don't know why I did this, you know? So I think that awareness is important. Vicki, did you feel pre- like you have the sweet little Jerry is the he sweetest. Is. He is, the he is so sweet. <laughs> he makes my ovaries hurt. He makes me want kids. And then I'm like, oh wait, little Jerry can go back to Vicky. So we're good. <laughs> Uh, how did you deal with any pressure if you dealt with any at all about having children, you know, before you had little Jerry, that sweet little thing? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say it was pressure so much on from anyone else. I think it was pressure on myself mm-hmm. because I struggled to have 
I struggled to have him. Um, I had a miscarriage before. So it took a long time for me to have, you know, to get pregnant. It took, so I wouldn't say the pressure so much on, on from anyone. It would say, I would say the pressure on me because you start to put pressure on yourself. Can you have a kid? You know, can, you know, are they going to expect me to have a kid? What if they don't think, you know, what do they think? What does Jerry think if I can't, if I can't have a kid, is it me or is it him? I think a lot of it came from myself. But after I had little Jerry, I'm telling you, after I had little Jerry, <laughs> a year later, my family is like, doesn't he need a sibling? No, I'm good. And I was, when I was pregnant, I'm like, I could, have, I could do this like two times. It was two more times. Yeah, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> that is closed, done, you know. <laughs> but I wouldn't say the pressure so much for having, you know, getting pregnant from other people, but it's the pressure now of having that second kid. Okay. When are you going to get pregnant? No. (laughs) I can't. Yeah. I'm going to be 34. My patience right now, it's, you know, I don't have patience for diapers. (laughs) It's not going to (laughs) happen. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think you said something really important, Vicky, the pressure women put on themselves, like, can I have a kid? What is my spouse going to think about me if I can't have a kid? Like, you know, to share some about myself, I was on Chris's boat. I didn't want kids. I love kids, but as long as I can return them, like I really, I genuinely love children. I love working with children. I love being around children, but you need to go home because I need to sleep. (laughs) You know? So I, for a long time, I didn't want kids and my dad passed away. And then I was like, man, there's like this void now. Like, you know, like, Maybe I do want to be a mom. I'm almost 30. It was hell trying to get pregnant. It was hell. I just could not get pregnant no matter what I did. You know, I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. So my, my ovaries are fancy and they create cysts. So I call them little pearls. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I, I struggle with that. So my fertility was just not there. So I got off birth control. I lost weight. I tried doing all this stuff and I just could not get pregnant. And I'll never forget my coworker, uh, Lavina Martin. She told me, she's like, I pray to God it's going to happen. I didn't even know when she's saying this to me, I was pregnant. I was already pregnant and, you know, I just kept getting tired. I thought it was my new job that was making me tired. And, you know, and I kept thinking, I'm not going to get pregnant. You know, like my husband wanted like 10 kids. He's like, I want a football field of children. I'm like, sir, you are insane. And, um, you know, I just kept going to sleep at like six, six 30. And I just kept chalking up to my job. And one night we were going to go for margaritas. And I said, you know what? I'm just tired. I just, I just can't tonight. And, uh, we went to target instead and got a pregnancy test. And I thought it was going to come out negative. I was expecting, I was like, this is going to be negative. I'm not gonna, you know, I, peed on the stick and it was positive. So I had to check this five other times to make it real. And yeah, I was pregnant, but, um, to go back to what Vicky said, I had feelings of my God, like now I want kids. And for so long, I kept saying, I don't want kids. So I did this to myself, like, Oh no. And I had all this pressure. Like, what is my spouse thinking of me? Is he going to try to look for somebody who can have kids with him? You know, there was all this pressure I was then putting on myself. So I could totally relate to that. But yeah, for a long time, I didn't want kids because I like to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> now you're scaring me because I love to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you could kiss your sweet sleep goodbye. If you oh told man. You. Well, if I have one, I mean, you know, I've I've buzz. I'll just be like, hey. <laughs> I know you're running a restaurant, but I need you to pick up the slack over here. Right? <laughs> a little daycare downstairs. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. Right. They can have all the barbecue they'd like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, Jess, just to say that, my husband was really good at night taking care of the baby. He's a night owl, so that's why I got sleep, because he stood with the baby most of the time. And even when he wakes up at night now, like, my husband will be with him. So again, having a supportive partner is, you know, it's important. So, all right, moving along guys, let's talk about body image. I don't know why I said that so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I should tell um, our editor when he's editing to like make that like dreamy body image. <laughs> I'll say it one more time. Body image. (laughs) (laughs) So I had read something yesterday um, and it was something along the lines that Lizzo had said her and Kim Kardashian are like, you know, body empowering. And I didn't I didn't read the article just because I was just like, I can't. I, I'm having body image issues right now. I just can't even look at this. Um, so talk to me a little bit how you guys feel about body image and maybe like the way social media kind of influences how you feel about your body image. Uh, Krista, we'll start with you. Um, well, I mean, I feel like a lot of the kids nowadays treat social media as like a way of what they think they should look like. But to me, like right now as an adult female, I don't look at it that way. Like for a very long time in like my twenties, I was, you know, hardcore working out every day and doing everything that I could to lose like the little inch of fat that I thought that I had on my stomach. And as I grew away from the gym and grew towards my husband, so I can thank my husband for (laughs) moving me away from working out and, you know, caring about stuff like that. But I just, you know, I, I felt like I was happier being with him and him accepting me for who I was and not just what my body looked like. Like it took me a while to figure that out, like growing up or I don't, I guess you're still growing up in your twenties, but you know, you're just trying to figure out who you are and what you want to do for the rest of your life. And seeing that he was okay with how I looked and being comfortable in you know, in my skin and not caring about what I look like, you know, with clothes on or clothes off. Like it was more empowering for me to know that he loved me for me and not, you know, an image that he would see on Facebook or, you know, Instagram or wherever he was seeing, you know, these model images of. Um, Now, I don't really care anymore. (laughs) Like, I don't really care, like if, I, you know, eat that piece of pizza or if I don't eat that hamburger or if I have a salad for lunch, like it's more what makes me happy. Yeah. There's still working out and, you know, you know, maintaining a healthy, you know, healthy, I don't know, you know, like your cholesterol levels Mm -hmm. and maintaining all of that. But 
it's more now to just be happy where I am and happy with what I have, as opposed to worrying about what other people think of my body. They don't, they don't have to live with it. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Well, thank you for sharing that. Krista, Vicky, would you like to say anything about this topic? Uh, yeah. Um, for a long time, I think, like, I was always trying to, like, cover myself and, you know, wear this or that. But now that I'm married and I have a kid, I'm like, whatever, you know, who the cares? You know, it, because... We curse here, Vicky. Say it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, like, who the fuck cares? Seriously, who the fuck cares? Because, you know what? Maybe somebody that struggles to gain weight wants another person's body, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's vice versa, you know. It we all have our own securities, but I think the older you get, the more you just come to realize, like Krista said, like this isn't who I am. And once you find someone to love that, you don't even need to find someone. You need to love that, you know. Be exactly. comfortable in your own skin. And now I'm like, fuck it. If I want to wear leggings every day, I'm gonna fucking wear leggings every day because I'm comfortable. <laughs> Yes, leggings are a godsend. I love those stretchy pants. Yes. And it's so mysterious. I could eat more. Yeah, it's like, am I going to go do yoga or am I going to go to Starbucks? I'm going to fucking Starbucks. (laughs) And Target afterwards. (laughs) Yes. See, and then you're going to leave everybody guessing, like, did she do yoga today? She probably did yoga today, so she's going to get Starbucks. (laughs) Yeah, she's wearing leggings. You know what? She has her life together. (laughs) (laughs) Jess, do you have anything that you want to add about, like, body image? Um, Now in my 30s, I don't even care anymore, honestly. Um, So... I don't really, I, like, I don't care how I look as long as I'm healthy. You know what I mean? Like I told, I think I told Vicky and Krista, so I am pre-diabetic. Um, I just found this out a few weeks ago. Um, Cause in my, when I met Buzz in my twenties, you know, I was well, late twenties, you know, I like Krista, I went to the gym, I was active, I worked out, I was thinner. And then as time went on, you know, he had, ate more barbecue, more barbecue, and, you know, gain more weight. <laughs> and then here we are now, I'm pre-diabetic, thanks. <laughs> um, but as far as how I look, like my body image, like I, I really don't care because I, I, as long as I feel fine and I feel like how I think I should feel healthy, then I'm good. You know, I don't care what anybody else thinks. They don't live my life. They don't walk my life. Um, they don't know the things I'm going through. So their opinions can stay their opinions. and you know, I have somebody who loves me for who I am, how I look. And, you know, no matter if I lose 30 pounds or I gain 30 pounds, like he doesn't care, you know, because I know he's not going to go anywhere (laughs) Stuck for life. So yeah, as long as as I feel healthy and I I don't care, it doesn't matter. Right. And I think with social media, it's so hard for some women because you see so many accounts that these girls look so plastic and filtered and just bubbled up. And it's just like, I don't want to look like that. I don't want big old fish lips. And I don't yeah. want like, <laughs> no, like that's that, not normal. Right. <laughs> like, I don't want like boobs that are going to hurt my back. Like, no, yeah, like, I, I have enough back problems. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just one of those things like, why, why, why do you put that out there? Like, if you're comfortable like that, do you, do you baby girl? But I don't feel like it should be pushed on me that I should have to look like that, you know? And when I started losing weight, I was feeling good. But then I started, I'm not kidding. I told my husband, I think something's wrong. And he's like, wow. I was like, cause I look, I feel like I look big. And he's like, are you crazy? And I'm like, I think I am. Like, I would feel like I still look the same. Cause I've always been heavier. I've never been, I, I can never recall a time in my life where I've been small. I'm a Garcia. I like to eat. <laughs> yep. Straight up. I like to eat. There ain't no shame in my game. I no like to eat. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> One of the first things my husband said, he's like, you know what? I really thought you were like really hot. And I'm like, why? He's like, because we went out to eat and you did not care. You were like, this is good. I was like, hell yeah. I was no shame in my game. <laughs> <laughs> so in all seriousness, though, I, I feel like for me, I really have to like really, really not look at that stuff. Like for ones, because some girls just put too much out there. If that's you, you do you, but I, I'm modest. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see all that. I just don't. <laughs> but um, to get onto some facts here, guys, I found some of these facts around the web. 55% of women under the age of 30 felt a negative body image during COVID. And it was because of the constant use of social media, trying to connect with other people, but then getting these things on their feeds and looking at... um you know, all these accounts of Insta models and things like that. Um, 89, let's see, this one really got me. 89% of girls have dieted by the age of 17. 42% of girls in grades one through three, grades one through three want to lose weight. And the rate of death for women with eating disorders is 12 times higher than other women of similar ages. Wow. That's, that's crazy. That's as I read this, I was like, wait, 42% of girls in first to third grade. You're like what? Seven to 10. Right. Very. Do you, I want to hear your guys' opinions. Do you think that because social media is so big now, you know, cause these statistics are from 2021. Do you think social media has an influence on that? Absolutely. Yeah. I I really do, especially because, um, you know, these these people, these celebrities, they want to make like, oh, I got I got I lost this much weight, blah, blah, blah. You know, let's take, for instance, the Kardashians, you know, Khloe Kardashian was a bigger girl. So they seen how quick she lost weight. And now. I feel like a lot of not just females, but males, too. They want to lose that weight as just as fast as she did. But, I mean, you don't know what she did to lose that. Not everything that you see online is real. And not only that, you, you have Facetune now. You can take the rolls off of your, your stomach, your face, everything. So you don't know if it's real or not. So I think that's a lot of it. That's what puts that pressure on everybody. Right. And you know, kids that are so mean. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead, Jess. Go ahead. I want to hear what you guys think. No, I was just saying, and you have, you know, you have kids that are just bullies, you know, like to these younger kids that making them feel like they have to lose weight. I know when I was growing up, when I went to Galisto, I was a twirler. 
And I always wanted to be a twirler, but I was, you know, I was chunky when I was small, you know, and in that grade, I think I had to be maybe in fifth, maybe fifth, fourth, fourth or fifth grade. Right. And all the other girls, all the other twirlers obviously were smaller than I was. And, you know, the kids would just, I mean, nobody said anything to me, but you overhear kids talk, you know, like, oh, she's too you know, big to wear that, or, you know, she shouldn't wear that, or she should be doing something else. So when it came a time when we were going to do, um, it was like a, a twirling ceremony. I found out we were having to wear the swimsuits, the twirler suits. And I quit. I quit because I felt that I was going to be made fun of as like a younger chunky kid. And I was like, I am not putting on a a bathing suit, one of these suits. And I'm not going to stand in front of all of my classmates and all of these kids just to be made fun of. So kids are cruel. They're mean. You know, a lot of them are little a-holes. I'm not going (laughs) to (laughs) lie. You know, but it's, it's real. It's a real thing. And it's sad that these young kids have to feel and think that way. Mm-hmm. it's sick right I agree I remember being being in fifth grade and I was in soccer and <laughs> my little chunky self was trying to run and get this ball and I just couldn't and this I'll never forget this kid he's like because you're too fat to run I was like your mother oh my god I know I remember I went home and I like threw my baton and my mom was like what's wrong with you I don't want to be a twirler anymore it'll make me wear those purple bathing suits you know <laughs> like I don't want to wear that like I wasn't gonna wear that not only on top of that like I'm Hispanic so you know I had hairy legs probably at that age and you know I was like no like no I'm not gonna be made fun of because kids at that age that they do that a lot yeah and I think that's where like early on some of that body image those issues start is early on when you're a chubbier kid and, you know, other kids are making fun of you. It's like parents really, 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 really need to talk to their kids about Mm -hmm. these things because it's like your word, especially when you're young, when you're a kid, words hurt, they hurt bad and they cut deep, you know? And I, I just couldn't remember like in my twenties, I'm like, I ever saw the kids from school who made fun of me for being fat. You know what I tell them? I'm still fat. I don't care, but I'm happy. And now look at you. Look at you. You're fat too. <laughs> I would get really like, and probably are. <laughs> There's a meme I seen with Dave Chappelle and it said, all the kids from high school who called you fat, look at them now. They're fat too. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, but it's, yes. it's just one of those things. Like I really feel like parents should instill early on, like don't, don't make fun of other kids for the mm-hmm. way they look or the way their body, you know, like it has to start early and it starts at home. You know what I mean? So Krista, any, any thoughts about this? Yeah, I think that it's interesting that um, both Jess and you, Sarah, had experiences in fifth grade because I, too, had an experience in fifth grade when I went to the doctor and he was like, yeah, you're about the weight that you should be for the rest of your life. So try not to gain anymore. And I was like, what the hell? Like, how do you just say that to a fifth grader? Like, who's not growing or like, you're you're not going to have a growth spurt anytime soon. And you're just like, oh yeah, you probably shouldn't gain any more weight. 
like, excuse me. And I think that that stuck with me for like throughout the rest of my teen years, because I'm like, oh, I'm not supposed to gain any more weight because this is the weight that I'm supposed to be for the rest of my life. And I think that kind of like put something in my head where it was like, okay, I need to lose weight. I need to make sure that I'm not going to gain anymore because if I am, then I'm going to be fat. And like, you know, when you're that young, you think like crazy things, like I'm going to be this huge obese person if I gain any more weight, which obviously, you know, isn't going to be true, but you don't know that when you're that young. So you being that young, you like how everybody is saying parents need to talk to their children. Like, it's okay for you to have this weight on you now. You're, you still have a whole 10 years for you to keep growing. Like, there's no reason for them to think, like, I have a, a weight issue, like, at that age. Like, it's sad to see something like that. And it's sad to see, like, even in the news or if you see it on Facebook or wherever, that, you know, younger kids that age think that of themselves. And yeah. that's, that's horrible. Yeah, I just hope that nobody out there that's in fifth grade has any experiences anytime soon like we did. And if you are having that, come here. I'll talk to their parents for you. <laughs> Let me know who they are. I plan. Okay. <laughs> I take this personal. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I really feel like parents, like they have to do their best and try and instill these things in their kids because it's just not right. It's not right. And, you know, if... I think it's just too like with parents instilling like healthy habits on their children and not like guilting them. Cause I have seen firsthand and I won't say who, but I have seen firsthand a parent like shame their child for eating. Like she was, it was a girl too. And I felt so bad. Cause I'm like, I already know what's going to happen to you. Like mm-hmm. you're going to think so bad about yourself. She, she's an adult now. And she just, she binge eats she binge eats because from a young age i mean her mom would like count her calories oh jeez her mom this wasn't a teacher this wasn't a family friend it was her own mother and her mother would tell her all the time don't eat those chips you're gonna get fat <laughs> like who does that who mm-hmm. you know so it's really to me it's just really sad to see why not? Like, if you don't, if you want to be more like health conscious about your child, that's fine. Like, that's totally fine. Say, let's make a healthy choice versus guilting your child for eating something deemed. And I'm doing air quotes, something they shouldn't eat, mm-hmm. you know, because the more I feel like you pull from them, the more they're going to want it. That's mm-hmm. a whole nother topic. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So I want to play a little game here. Um, and just kind of give five statements about women. And I want some opinions because some of these statements I wrote, you know, they, they have been said by, by other women to women and men to women. And it's just, all right. So the first one, <laughs> you're overreacting being way too sensitive must be getting your period. Oh God. Oh my God. Oh, do I hear that? <laughs> I'm going to stay quiet. <laughs> I hear that. The little, the one time where I'm like, I have some sort of like attitude. He goes, it's that time, isn't it? <laughs> he goes, I always know because a day before you are so mean. <laughs> and he goes, and, and I know it's that time. 
And I'm like, I, I can't believe you. Like, how about you, you see how it is to get your period? You know, men don't know. They, don't, they never will. I think I just read something. I don't remember where it was, but I read that the cramps that we get are equal to like a mini heart attack. Oof. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, I think they said it's equal or more. It's worse mm-hmm. because, um, you know, TikTok. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking everywhere. <laughs> you know, the guy's like, how do you walk around all day like that for multiple times a day? I'm like, yeah. And then you wonder why we're like, get the fuck away from me and yeah. get me some ice cream and leave me the fuck alone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> do what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, I think. The only, th- I think Jerry's been a lot more calm with everything and he doesn't really talk like that anymore because I literally had to educate him. Like, this is, this is what I go through every, you know, every month. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You're going, you, you as early as what, 10 years old until you're freaking going through menopause and then you have to deal with menopause. Mm-hmm. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> So as we're talking about this, I just want to insert this, that the National Institute for Women's Health reports that women suffer these unique types of disorders, such as hormone changes, prenatal depression, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and menopause-related depression. I, like, yeah, men won't know what this feels like. You know, like first we got to have a period and then the things that come along with the period and the mood swings. Yeah. <laughs> and then so, you deal. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, Vicky. Go ahead. <laughs> no. And then you have to deal with ovulation. So it's like my um, OBGYN, she had told me, you know, you only have one good week out of the whole entire month. And that shit stuck with me. I was 17 years old. And I just remember her telling me that. And every fucking month, I'm like, is this my good week? I think this is my good week. <laughs> it feels like my good week. <laughs> I can conquer the world this week. <laughs> so, ladies, I'm interested. Hearing something like that, how do you challenge or communicate that, you know, what's being said to you is not something that you're going to tolerate or that you like, I should say, not tolerate? <laughs> Um, I think back then I would try and if, okay, besides Jerry, if a man would ever tell me that now, I would just walk away because it's, to me, you're set in your ways, dude. You're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna try and understand, you know? And back then I would get pissed off, want to argue, but for what though? You know, you have to learn how to educate yourself. Now I'm just like, you should be glad you're not with me every day because <laughs> <laughs> praise my husband. Okay. <laughs> like, I give props to Jerry hundred percent, but I just want to, I, I don't give people like that the time of the day anymore. Like just bye, go on your way. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's not worth it. Like yeah, I try and tell somebody that is in that state to change their mind. Like they're not even going to listen. <laughs> Okay. All right. The next one. One small crack does not mean you're broken. It means you were put to the test and didn't fall apart. Mm. 
Now that one's actually not a negative one. That one's a positive no, one. Like, wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that that one's a, I threw a positive in there. <laughs> I feel like that one, the reason I put that one in was to throw you off a little bit, but, but it also was too, but it also was like a lot of the times we feel that if something has happened to us, we're broken. I'm broken. I can't be fixed. Oh my God. Like I'm flawed. Like I have all these flaws and all these things, but it's like, I, I really am a firm believer. Things happen to you. So that way you can learn from them. Every experience in your life happens to learn. And if you find yourself saying, why does this keep happening to me? Cause it's trying to teach you something. You just haven't caught the lesson yet. <laughs> But I want to know your thoughts about that, guys. One small crack does not mean you're broken. It means you were put to the test and didn't fall apart. I lost for words for once. I know. (laughs) You threw a (laughs) curveball. I think it always, I think it just stems back to like empowering yourself, you know? you can fall down how many you know what what is it saying take two steps back five steps forward or how you know I feel that's what it is empower yourself you know you're more as women I feel that they met not just men I can't even say men society as a whole they kind of okay you're you're used or you're this or you're that like no I'm not like you know you just gotta Put your, push yourself forward, you know? I would say that. Like, we're a lot stronger than what we think. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you for sharing. I like that empowerment. Power yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bad bitch, okay? Hell <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody else have any thoughts or opinions about that comment? I just agree with her. <laughs> all right we'll move to the next one and i got this one from uh somebody i talked to you do too much you do too much is that like uh do i do too much in a good way (laughs) (laughs) what's the context i know the context is you're helping somebody out and someone walks over to you and snarkily says, you do too much. <laughs> you're like, well, you don't do enough. So Thank you. Go. I was waiting. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was the actually I was looking for. That was good. <laughs> yes. Have you guys heard that? Have you guys he- ever heard somebody tell you that? I think my sister's told me that before. I think she has, or she's just like, sit down. You do too much. Like, <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> right? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> All right. What are your thoughts about this statement? My body, my choice. I love that. Yes. I think that's a mm-hmm. very good statement. I think it is. It is. Yeah, I, think it, I think it should be recognized by uh, our country more often. Yes. And now that you mentioned that, I'll drop some facts. <laughs> <laughs> this was reported by the Pew Trust website. 15 states, including Illinois, protect abortion rights for women. 
21 states have banned abortions. Five states are likely to ban abortions, including Indiana, and nine states are not likely to make a decision within the year. How do you guys feel about those statistics? Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like you said my body, my choice. I feel like women should decide what they want and what they don't want to do as far as that goes. I mean, you, I mean, I don't want to say like, you don't know their life. You don't know what happened to them to even get to that point. You know, so for them to say, like, we're banning this, you can't do this. Like, I, I just don't feel that's right. You know? Yep. I agree 100%. Vicki, Krista, any other thoughts you guys have to share? Um, those people that are voting against it must never have been pregnant. <laughs> I can't know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I just think it's a crock. <laughs> Yeah, agree. That's what it is. I, and you know, I really think it's just, you know what? I'm going to choose not to talk on this. (laughs) All right, we will. (laughs) They just must never had their periods. Thank you. (laughs) They must want us to burn our bras again. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. It's that's just a sore topic for me. I think I think it's just, dude. I you know they have there's like these memes or you know just people saying it's funny how a woman can get pregnant once a year, but a man can have multiple children throughout the year. So what what's the real problem? You know who you know mm-hmm. who should really look. At, but like Krista said, they just haven't had their period before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I think if um, the roles were reversed and men can have children, then the laws would be completely different. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And the, the real my body, my choice would go a lot further than what it does now. Agreed 100%. <laughs> All right, moving on to our last quote. A quote that I saved for last because I know it's going to cause a stir. <laughs> oh, man. Let's, let's hear it. <laughs> Whoever wants to go first, jump on in after I say it. <laughs> You're crazy. Ooh, those are fighting words. <laughs> is it? Is I know it? I'm crazy. Thumbs <laughs> <laughs> That's is not it too I'm thing. crazy though, or is it? Is it I'm crazy, or is it that you pushed me to my limits after I told you how I was feeling, <laughs> and you didn't respect it? That's what the real question is. Exactly. You know that to me, that's what it is. You're calling me crazy now because I reacted to you. You know, that's all I have you, to say about. <laughs> you guys are too good because you guys. As soon as I wrote these quotes, I was thinking these things in my head. And now you guys are saying, I'm seeing we're on the same page here. <laughs> you know, when I think about people saying that, you know, men saying it to women or women saying it to other women, am I crazy? Or is it, is this a response is to what you have done to me? You know, like that 
yeah, I guess I am being crazy then, you know, <laughs> that in itself, that yeah. just sentence that those little small words, those three small words, so much stigma behind that. You're crazy. Well, what is crazy? Like define that for me. You know, I really, and I, I have actually, I have said this on the podcast and in the middle of saying it, I have changed what I said that. No, I don't mean to say crazy. Cause I really do want to end people saying that, you know, like you're crazy. Like, what, what does that mean? What does that look like for you? Let's talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're all a little crazy anyway, so. Right? We're all, all, all outspoken. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so if that makes us crazy, then I fall for it. It's like, are you complimenting me? Or are you trying to put me down? Because it could be either one. <laughs> You know what? I challenge you guys. I challenge you guys. So if someone calls you crazy, you're crazy. Say thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we end the stigma. Hi. Thanks for noticing. I'm so happy you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, guys. And I want to end it with this quote that I found from Ellen. And I thought it was a really nice quote. Women have to take time, the time to focus on our mental health, take time for self, for the spiritual, without feeling guilty or selfish. I really, as I was thinking of quotes, I just came upon that one. And I really like that one because I think that's true. We can't feel guilty for taking time for ourselves. Can't feel selfish. Can't have that mom guilt, Vicky. Just can't have it. <laughs> it's hard, but. <laughs> All right. So moving on, guys, we talked about stigmas a little bit when I said you're crazy. (laughs) 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 We talked about stigmas. So now I'm interested, you know, you guys are very strong women. I think we all are. (laughs) I think we're all very strong women and, you know, you work around a lot of men. So I'm interested, what kind of stigmas have you personally faced being a woman? Vicky, I would like to start with you. Oh, (laughs) um I think with me it's hard because Jerry is my backbone with everything so he's always there with me at pop-ups you know he's always helping me out and when you're I feel like when you're a woman when you're a woman with running a business and they see a man next to you they automatically go to that man you know and I feel like it's not just men that do it. It's women too. Sometimes, you know, like at a pop, I won't say what pop up or who it was. Cause I'm not throwing anybody. <laughs> but, um, a male went to Jerry and he's like, Oh, you, you sell this product, you know, blah, blah, you know, and Jerry's like, no, it's my wife. And everybody know that knows Jerry. He's always like, this is my wife. And she sells chamoy, <laughs> you know? And um, he's like, oh, it's all my wife. You know, it's my wife, Vicky. And the guy was like, oh, so you this and you that. Oh, blah, blah. And Jerry's like, it's my wife. So he picks up the card and he looks behind. He's like, oh, this is your number. And he's like, no, this is my wife's business. This is her number, you know? And I think it's hard. It's really hard for me to... I kind of get, it's frustrating and I don't want to, a lot of the times I don't want to put my frustration out on Jerry and I try not to, but it's like you and your penis. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Damn him. <laughs> so yeah, I've come across it's hard. I think it's really hard. I don't know if Krista has ever felt that, but I that's it's really hard. And I feel like we need to end that that a man is the only one that can be in charge because I'm in charge. <laughs> you know? So yeah. That's like the biggest, that was the biggest one for me, but it's always Jerry. And I feel like honestly that Jerry talk, he's a good speaker. He's very calm with everything. And me, on the other hand, it takes me a long time to open up. I can't just, Hey, what's going on guys? You know, I can't, I'm just not that person. I can't. (laughs) So, I mean, I, maybe that's where it stems from and I don't want to make excuses about it, but yeah, it's a lot of that with us and it sucks but you gotta do what you gotta do in the long run i'm just like hey thanks for supporting me even though you think it's him i'm glad you brought my you bought my product you know right right chris oh uh jess have you felt like you faced any um you know stigmas personally as a woman um yes with work not not this job (laughs) My other job, yeah, I think that, well, my job, we're all women except one male. And I feel that, how do I say where I'm not? Um, Pretty much he came in new and our pay is pretty much even. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, because he's a male, which I find it kind of hard because it's a women-owned business. You know what I mean? And I just feel like because he is a male, that when he asks for something or if he asks for a raise, he gets it. Me, it's like hard, <laughs> you know? I feel like, you know, if I ask for something, then I'm given 10 more tasks opposed to him asking for something. And I pretty much are doing my work and his, you know, like work stuff. Um, Also the child free stigma, (laughs) you know, with not having kids and, you know, people thinking, oh, what's wrong with her? Is she not fertile? Like, why doesn't she have kids? And that too, I think both of those, I think those are the only things that I, I face. Yeah. And I think that, that right there, what you just said, I think that's always a thing. It must be the woman. Mm-hmm. Like, what if it's the man? No, it can't be the man. It must be you. Like, no, you know, it could go either way. And another thing you said about like gender in the workplace, men right. tend to make more money than women. And it's like, why we're doing the same work. Right. Or one is doing more than the other. So why are we kind of hand in hand? Right. It doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. Like I can understand if we were in a workplace where, you know, it's equal men and women, Mm -hmm. but no, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. And I think just, I think they should really on job applications, listen up America, (laughs) take the gender just off job applications. Okay. Let's not, let's not do that anymore. It's 2022. Let's progress. Yeah. <laughs> Cause this ain't it. 
you know, like it's, it's just not it. And just like, even kind of thinking about maternity leave, can, can dads get paternity leave? Can they stay home for 12 weeks paid with us too? Cause, um, you know, that, that'd be great. That'd be helpful. So I'm important to offer it. I was about to say, Jerry actually stood home with me because I had a C-section. So I enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah. And see, we, we got really lucky because we both were on summer break. My husband also works in a school, so he was already laid off. So we didn't really have to worry about him taking time. But most of the time, like if my son is sick, I'm the one who ends up putting in a sick day and taking off of work, you know, because his former employer didn't understand, like he has a child and he needs to stay home too. And we tried to make it fair where we would like alternate, like he could take one day off you know, and then I can take one day off, but sometimes it just didn't, it didn't work like that. And I ended up spending the majority of my sick days. If my son got sick, just because his employer didn't want him to, you know, take the time. Oh, you're taking too much time off. You're taking, well, so, so am I, (laughs) you know, why is that? Why can't he have the time off? So that was something I didn't understand. Um, Some personal stigmas I feel like I have faced as a woman is kind of like what you said, Jess, is, you know, there must be something wrong with her. Like, but there was. So I I didn't take it too personally when, you know, people would say that. But it it was never like, oh, her husband must have fertility issues. It was always, oh, she she must she must not be able to have, you know, the baby. It's all her fault, you know. Right. women. Right. I'm trying to think like what other stigmas I feel like I have faced. I can't think of any right now at this exact moment, but I'm sure something will. Oh, you know what? I actually can. So recently we got a contractor out to do some work in our house and I was very much not happy with the work that was done because it was incomplete. And I felt, I know how my husband is. He's really not going to say anything (laughs) like, and if he is, he's not going to get his point across. So I took it upon myself. I took the initiative to say like, Hey, I'm going to need a refund on the work that you didn't do. So I talked to the contractor and from my husband's point of view, he said, you were really abrasive. Like he looked like he was going to cry. And I said, what? He goes, you look like you were about to make this grown man cry. And to me, it was just like, I hear that a lot. Like when I stick up for myself, I'm being abrasive or I'm being a bitch. My husband has never said that because he wouldn't be here right now. (laughs) But I have like other like men specifically, like if I have stood up to them, like, oh, you're a loud mouth. You're you're a bitch am I a bitch or am I sticking up for myself and fair is fair. And mm-hmm. if I, you know, that, that to me, I have felt the biggest stigma is being labeled as a bitch for sticking up for myself or trying to do the right thing and having things be fair. Like, how is that fair? You know, why? So when my husband told me I almost made this man cry, I was like, first of all, I didn't almost make this man cry. Second of all, Next time you ask for fries instead of mashed potatoes at the restaurant, I ain't saying nothing. You do it yourself. <laughs> you're on your own. <laughs> you know, but I feel like, why can't I speak up? 
why can't without like it's not my I can't I can't stroke the male ego and if a man can't take the way I explain something I mean that's not I'm not a bitch I'm just trying to do what's fair you know has anybody else experienced that where you stick up for yourself and you're automatically labeled as being difficult hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's like I just came back from it right now I honestly, I've dealt with that, you know, even with family. You know, you, you, you stick up for yourself, you stick up for another person and you're being a bitch. And so call me a bitch again. See what? <laughs> call, listen, you catch know. these hands. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just sticking up for yourself. It's, it's the look on your face. As women, we should be happy and smiling all the time, you know? If I'm tired, I'm going to look mad because I'm tired and I want to go home, you know? Or it, it's, I agree with you 100% on that, though. It's, but it's not just sticking up for yourself. It's just, sometimes it's just breathing, the way you breathe or just, you know? Oh, what's wrong with you? Nothing. I just had a hot dog. Give me a look. <laughs> Giving me indigestion. I don't feel good about it right, right? Now, okay? I got Damn. Style. <laughs> yeah. So Krista, back to you. We uh, want to get your input on this. What stigmas have you personally faced as a woman? So the only instance I came up with as you guys were talking about it was when I used to work at my old job. I used to work at a transfer station where me as a woman was a minority and it would just be a bunch of guys coming through with their trucks to dispose of in like the little transfer station that we had. And a lot of the times the guys would come in and be like, what's wrong? Shouldn't you be smiling? And I'm like, excuse me, like, I don't owe you a smile. Like, who are you to ask me for a smile? Or um, there was another time where they walked in and like, I just threw everything. Like maybe I was having a bad day and I just threw the, whatever they were supposed to have down on the counter, like here, wait for the light and then go ahead and like, okay, baby. Like, excuse me. Like, I'm not your baby. I'm not your babe. And for a long time, like that was like one of my personal like ticks, like, don't call me babe. Don't call me baby. I am not your baby. Like, that would that was like a pet peeve of mine for the longest time. And it was because of that job that I had. And it wasn't until I met Mike when I was like, okay, maybe I could be your babe. Like <laughs> it's all right now. Like it was just taking the you know, the right person for that to say it to me in order for it to go from a bad thing to a good thing. And, you know, one person obviously can make the whole difference in your life. And it was just weird because, like, I would never let a boyfriend call me babe or baby. And it wasn't until I met my husband that I, I was okay with it. Yeah. Kind of weird because I guess it's a stigma, but not at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the context, right? It's yeah, exactly. The context. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know. One, that's one thing about me, like going a little off subject like I know that waitresses do it like to be courteous and stuff but that drives me crazy you know hon here you go babe like miss I don't even call my husband that can you stop can you please stop and you just stop (laughs) I don't know you like that (laughs) all the time (laughs) 
All right. So as I always ask my guest, would you guys give me some of your self-care tips? Vacations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is definitely self-care, getting away, going out, seeing new places. I mean, that's the only, I think that's the only time I can actually get away from everything, even in my, like my house. Like I know it's just, you know, I don't have any kids or anything, but you know, even my dogs, like I could be taking a shower and I have all three of them trying to jump in the tub, you know, (laughs) or banging on the door or whatever they're doing. But yeah, I mean, my self-care is just, you know, going on vacations and I mean, that's just, that's my thing. All right. Vicki. What are your uh, self-care habits or things that you do to engage in self-care? Uh, I listen to music. I annoy my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> Any particular them. artists that you like to listen to? No, it just depends on how I'm feeling. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll blast Adele. Sometimes, you know, just whatever. Old, old school music country even I don't care just as long as it makes me feel better (laughs) that juke music (laughs) oh no just not that (laughs) 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 no um that and I journal sometimes and um I'll put a face mask on you know but other than that that's it sometimes you just have to drown out your feelings with music and that's what I do. All right. Thanks for sharing. Krista, any self-care habits you have? Um, I usually like to just be by myself. Like if it's a weekend where Mike is working and it's just me and the dogs, like I like to do nothing, like not really talk to anybody, no social media, go get my nails done, come back home, eat, and like just have my day to myself where it's just me and nobody else telling me what to do. Um, if it's something that like in a, like a sad emotion, then it's probably music too. I like to listen to a lot of 21 pilots when I'm sad, like, and to just get me through it. And a lot of their music is very jumpy and happy and it gets me in a better mood than what I'm in. Okay. Yeah. 21 pilots, man. <laughs> I've been, I've been listening to them a lot lately. Group love would be like, where did you go? <laughs> I'm coming back, group love, I promise. <laughs> and I need more self-care days. <laughs> I feel like I have none. I'm constantly like on the go seven days a week. Mm-hmm. I feel oh. like I haven't had a good day in a while. You need a day, Jess. A while. It's been a, it's been a minute. You need a spa day. Yeah, you do. Oh, man, I've been wanting to go for a spa day and I'm just like trying to find places to go to. Like, what's a good spa? I haven't even, honestly, I always used to go and get like patties and manis and I couldn't even tell you the last time I went. Like I have to do it myself because <laughs> I literally have like no time. Mm-hmm. Buzz, oh, if you're God. listening to this, <laughs> right. she needs a self-care day. Let her have her weekly self-care day. Head no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm needed too much. <laughs> he said in two months I can have a day. Oh no, it needs to That's be now. a long time away. 
before you open. You need to feel refreshed. Yes. 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 I know, right? We should all go on a spa day. Let's <laughs> oh, do it. I'm down. I'm down. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Some massages. Right. Uh, can we just skip that? Guys, can we just skip that and go out for margaritas, please? <laughs> I say yeah. in May. Let's let's set a date. Let's uh, so leave the kids at home, meaning the husbands. Uh, leave the kids at home. <laughs> Let's go. Yep, there's a child too. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your most difficult child? My mother-in-law's son. Yes. Oh man, my dad. (laughs) (laughs) He's looking at me. (laughs) What'd you just say about me? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm pretty open about my self-care. I have really found that I like to uh box a little bit not anybody I don't, you know gotten over that hump I don't want to hurt anybody but I, uh, my husband has bought me for my birthday he had bought um a punching bag so I have really been getting into that and just you know phys- for me like physical um release has been like the way of my self-care these days it really has helped me um, I, I know I talked about it in the last episode a little bit. I couldn't remember the part of the brain. It was, it was the brain stem. So to regulate, it's like your brain stem. And I've noticed like a lot of, I hold a lot of tension and that comes from my anxiety. So for self-care, like going for a walk or, you know, punching a pillow, <laughs> I have found that that is self-care right there. <laughs> Yeah. So um, before we end the episode, I want to give some really quick facts about women and mental health. Women were more likely in 2021 than men to have received any mental health treatment. A little over one in four women, which is 25.6%, received any mental health treatment in the past 12 months. Remember this 2021 compared with 14.6% of men. And lastly, women were more likely than men to have taken medication for their mental health and to have received counseling or therapy from a mental health professional in the past 12 months. So for any women who are listening and, you know, you're afraid to get into therapy, just just do it. Just do it. Like, you know, a lot of my guests who have came on here who are women have talked to me about being in therapy. You know, I go to therapy myself. I'm a big advocate for therapy. Therapy is helpful. You know, you're not, let's get rid of that shit that you're crazy. I don't want to hear that no more. (laughs) Like, you're not crazy for going to therapy. It's just another support system. Would you ladies agree with that? I agree. 100%. I agree as well. Yep. Agree. All right. All right. Well, ladies, I would love you guys. I would love to say to you guys, thank you for joining me. I need to go have a drink because this ain't it right I need now. a margarita. <laughs> I'm going to assault us. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Uh, no, but in all seriousness, thank you for joining me, Krista. Thank you for everything you do for Mind If We Chat and for putting me on South by Southeast. Vicky, oh my God, I can't say thank you enough. Jess, you know, I love seeing you and I can't wait to get into Buzz and Barbecues. I want some exclusives. <laughs> I'm being greedy. Exclusive <laughs> meals. <laughs> yeah, but um, thank you. Thank you. Is there any last words you all would like to share? Anybody? <laughs> Not everybody at once. <laughs> <laughs> Any empowering statements? Face on. 
any empowering statements or empowering affirmations you can give to a fellow woman? Keep on believing in yourself. And if you don't, look at yourself every day in the mirror and say that you can do it. Wake up every day. And every basically every day is a new beginning for you. It can be. Just keep pushing on. Thank you, Vicky. It's very beautiful. Krista, Jess? What Vicky said? <laughs> oh <my God>. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, thank you again for joining me. And everybody out there, stay tuned for next week. Next week will be part one of a two-part episode exploring ADHD in men and women. So stay tuned for that. Jess, Krista, Vicky, it was nice to talk to you guys and I'll see you later. (laughs) Bye everybody. Bye. I am not a mental health professional. I'm an individual who is passionate about mental health and topics related to mental health. Research has been done on these topics and I'm sharing my own personal experience. All conversation and information exchange are intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Any information shared should not be used as medical advice or to self-diagnose. If you believe you are experiencing an emergency, please talk to your primary physician or call 911. Thank you.